following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. and welcome back yes we are back the network sports talk show is back here right here on the bicbp-radio.com your collection of hosts today for our uh for our sports talk show my name is matt johnson i'm alongside with mr jaws the the wizard of jaws he is here the wizard of jaws makes a return <laughs> uh good to be back buddy it's been too long Damn, too, wait, 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 too long, way too long. And there's Mr. Andrew Lenz. Andrew, how are you? A long time, no talk, my friend. Yeah, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm like doing just, good. It's like we, you and I just recorded something like 20 minutes ago. Um, it feels like that. It definitely <laughs> feels like that. To our listeners, we apologize about last month. Chaotic schedules and, and, and whatnot leading us to not having an episode, but we are back. We're going to try and do our best to uh, stay on top of things and make sure you have an episode out for you every single month. So we thank you for your patience, and uh, thank you for returning back to us. No Austin, no Johnny on this episode. However, uh, we are going to hold on the fort because the show must go on, and we're going to honor Austin's request, uh, his show topic today, which is about cheating in sports. It's essentially cheating in sports. I, I, I forget the exact way he described it as, but uh, I think it was like a cheating in the way of, uh, you know, all oh, the – like in a rules way, right? Like, okay, so the rules allowed it at this point in time. Should those people be held? Should things be held against them? I think that's that's the justification of uh, of what we're we're really trying to do here. So, uh, Jaz, you actually brought up before we started the show that we should we were thinking about maybe doing an alternate one. That uh, you know, this topic actually very fits in very good with 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 pro baseball right now because there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, pitchers get the shag. They're getting the shag down on the mound in front of everybody, getting getting looked at and stuff. Uh, I, I guess your overall thoughts on this, this on what's going on right now in baseball. So first and foremost, the antics that are coming of this are hilarious. Like if you guys haven't seen it, go look up video of like pitchers being searched for sticky stuff. <laughs> um, it started like uh, it was Max Scherzer who's almost a surefire hall of famer um, coming off the field. And like he got, he got checked three times by Joe Girardi's request in inning, like mid inning. And he ended up like, like the third time he like threw his hat and his glove at the umpire's feet, started like unbuckling his belt. Like, and then like a pitcher from the A's actually dropped trow on the field. Like took his like threw his glove, threw his hat, took his belt off, threw that at the umpire, dropped trow, and like just stood up and stood there, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and part of the now with him, I believe he was a reliever. And the new rule states that if you come in from the bullpen, you either get checked after your first batter or after the inning automatically. Right. Um, because with a starter, they can check him as he comes to the mound. And but if you come from the bullpen, obviously they to 
allegedly increase the rate of play. They want to keep it going, but checking somebody three times mid inning doesn't do that. It, like I get it. I get it. I, I, I understand, you know, this is one of those rules that MLB has made and changed to try to increase offensive production. Right. Um, the uh, MLB offense has been historically bad this year. Uh, home runs are up again, but that's it. Everything else is down. Pitching stats are way through the roof. And, you know, they wanted to curtail that. And this, they, they've talked about different things. And all of a sudden, uh, I believe it was Trevor Bauer came out and said something to the effect of like, hey, you want to like increase the offensive production? Like maybe you start cracking down on pitchers using substances on the ball. And he's like, listen, like I'm a good pitcher. I would be one of the best if everybody wasn't cheating. So, right. You know, and, and that's kind of where it came from. And I'll tell you, man, the allegedly it's working. Um, spin rates are down. Um, the velo- velocity is a tick down maybe, but uh, it, I, I think it sucks for the game because you're basically doing this and saying everyone cheats and we're going to prove it, which is just a bad look for the sport. Oh, overall it, it's, I, I know you're a huge baseball fan. It, it's hard for me. Like, I, at home watching on TV to kind of get, really get into a baseball game, um, you know, as it is. But, you know, uh, everything that has come, you know, a lot of things that, that baseball has cracked down on are the things that made, I think, baseball very exciting, right? Uh, the steroid era, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, all these guys hitting home runs, right? That captivated people, uh, you know, it, and you know, obviously they cracked down on it. And I think that's part of the reason why, uh, you know, also want to talk about this because at some point these things were not like banned substances, right? They weren't like illegal to use. And should it like should it harm a I guess a player's legacy if they were to, uh, you know, should it harm a player's legacy if, if the rules are to have changed, you know, and looking back on some of these careers? And I think that's really the big convo today because this happens in all sports, right? This happens in. In in all sports, right? Myself and Andrew, big football. I mean, you're Josh, you're a big football guy too. But myself and Andrew have talked at nauseum about the wonderful substance known as stickum, which yes. gave uh oh, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name. Lester me. Hayes, Fred Les- Blitnikoff, right? I mean, Oakland Raider in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, you know, it, it's given this, uh, it, and it's it's hard, like it's harmed their legacy a little bit, right? Because Lester Hayes is not in the Hall of Fame. A lot of these guys, their, their stats dropped, but this substance was not illegal at the time of their play. Um, do you guys think like some of these some of these issues like this, like like baseball? I know there's been a delay on on Barry Bonds and stuff getting in, and I, I don't I don't know. Right, Mark McGuire's not in the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame, right? He probably no, he's not. No, do you think he ever will be? I I think you're going to be hard pressed. Like if Barry Bonds doesn't go, no one's going to go from right. that era. Um, okay. just, I mean, he, he was, he was the best that did it. Like he, he broke a record. Nobody thought would be broken and he's not in. Right. Do you, right. What's that? Roger Clemens isn't in and he was a big one where he was on trial and yeah. Oh no, yeah. <clears throat> seven Cy Youngs and everything else. And all of a sudden yeah, there's wonder kid or, you know, Fountain of youth type of thing, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, he's taking." I'm using quotes. B12 shots. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they told me they were. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just play stupid. Just play stupid. Yeah, B12. It's it's twelve different substances that end with buterol. 
No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, but do you think that players should be held accountable for 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 that instance? Just you know, the era that they're playing the game in there's allows certain things. So for me, there's certain things there that like that you have to take into consideration. So like Mark McGuire was my favorite player growing up. Same here. Uh, I modeled my swing after him. Even certain uh, facets of it to this day still kind of model like what McGuire did as he got in like as he got in the box, and you know he he's been very open about the fact that you know he took Andro. Well, Andro wasn't banned, and he stopped taking it as soon as it was. You know, this would be the equivalent of like a guy using pre-workout and a protein shake every day, and then all of a sudden them being like, "Hey, you can't do that. That enhances your performance. It's right. not." You know, that you're overloading your body helps you repair faster than a guy who doesn't do that faster than your body's naturally supposed to. And then saying, because he did really well prior to that ruling, now he can't get in because he used something that was banned eventually. So that one's tough to me. Um, it like He stopped using it. It shortened his career by at least three or four years. Um, you know, his knees couldn't handle the the strenuous lifting and stuff anymore. And then obviously some deterioration in his skills. He got, as he got older and he, his career ended probably a few years sooner. Um, I mean, it cost him his friendship with Jose Canseco because Canseco has come out a few times and said, well, it wasn't just Andro. This dude was straight up juicing. I know because I was too. And he said that he shot him. Boy, yeah. Like, do himself. So he was the one shooting McGuire. Right. And like, it's to the point where like, if you have a Mark McGuire signed piece of memorabilia, like Kinseiko will give you a deal on letting him sign it. But if you have a Jose, like say I have a bat that's signed by Jose Kinseiko and I take it to Mark McGuire to get signed, he will not sign it. Really? Yeah. He, he hates him that much. Ooh. You know, cause he, because he, cause he looks at it and says like this dude saying these things, has essentially cost me a shot in the hall of fame. Right. At one point, the first person to break the unbreakable single season home run record. And I mean, he saved the game of baseball, him and Sammy Sosa in the summer of SWAT saved the game of baseball. And the dude will never be in the hall of fame because Jose Canseco won't shut the fuck up. Sorry. No, it's swear away, dude. It's, 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 it's honestly true. Um, it's it's hard because yeah, if, if it's not against the rules, this player did what you know other other people that it's hard to like retroactively tell somebody, hey, you're not good enough to be in the Hall of Fame. Or like, I I feel like that's like a very difficult. It, it comes off a little bit easier to do. I think some people it's a little even easier for some of these big organizations to do. But from a fan perspective, it's like you know they play within the rules, man. Like really gonna take this away from especially like. I mean, me, I would as a kid, when you're a kid watching sports, you are attracted to the stars, right? You don't know the in-depth stats. You don't know these hidden gems of players. You're attracted to the stars. Mark McGuire sucked me in to, um, to baseball. It did. I was so excited when I got to be uh, the Cardinals for Little Loop, like Little League Baseball. Because, like, oh, cool, I get to be just like Mark McGuire. I was terrible at baseball. However, uh, there was that certain piece that was like that, that connection that I was really, really elated about. So, um, you know, I, I think it's it, it's 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 difficult. I understand the hesitation, but I just don't I don't I don't think that it should that that honor what he did for the game of baseball 
And what all these athletes have done for their respective sports should be taken away from them like that. Andrew, your thoughts on all this? Uh, on the juicing thing and everything going on in, in baseball, I would say this has been a problem for years. I remember, um, I think it's, when I was starting to watch baseball, his days were done by the guy by the name of Gaylord Perry. Gaylord Perry, I do believe, is in the Hall of Fame and notoriously always getting checked for sandpaper, uh, Vaseline, you name it. This guy was just checked for it on a, on a daily basis. And, you know, you rub it on the ball, the ball does weird things. So, I mean, he's in, but... Mark McGuire getting in for steroids. That's kind of hard because in a way, can we kind of say that maybe the, the HGH and steroids almost saved his career in a way because there was a two year slump in 93 and 94. And I had to go back and look because I don't remember. He had like this career resurgence and then all of a sudden the Cardinals wanted him and it was like around like 93 94 he was constantly injured right and i think that's where a lot of these players start to look at it it's not just a performance enhancing thing i know especially with hgh is how can i get back on the field quicker so i can make the money so that way i can sustain things and there is a guy by the name of uh who is fernando vania or vina and he was actually on air apologizing because in one year he took HGH because he had an injury the year before, took the HGH, and supposedly got off of it. And now, you know, he has this great career. Great career. Uh, I think if you take steroids, that's way out of question. Androstein, I can see. I, I, can, I can see that because that's something, if you could take something over the counter, it should be fine. Right, but even those then, that's kind of a gray area because not a lot of supplements are regulated by the FDA. So God only knows what's in those. <laughs> that's <laughs> a good point. So, so for you, is it more so the circumstance of why they took it? it, it would would that be the the, the case? I think the circumstance is high. They all want to stay in the game. They want to make their money. I mean. This is a short period. Anybody know, you know, we love football. NFL average NFL career is what? Three years. I think that's, that's the rough. The rough estimate. Yeah. Yeah. That's three years and that's not making high level money. So if you can shoot, some, if I give you the magic pill, are you not tempted to take it? Right. Yeah. Extend so it. I make big money. I, I right. can't fault them, but I can fault them at the same time. I'm not. Okay, it's one of those things. I'm not saying he's right, but I can understand. If you're going through where people are probably saying, like I said, in 93, where he only plays 27 games, 94, he plays 47 games, and he's hitting nine home runs, okay? And you're known as a home run hitter. Mark McGuire was not known as, like, a giant, like, batting average hitter going into this. And then all of a sudden, somebody says, hey, I got something that's going to prolong your career. Are you not going to take it? Or Oh, I mean, if you can get away with it, absolutely. Where, why would you not take it? Right. I think right. that's what it comes down to. It's, it's, I don't think it's more of a performance 
well, it is a performance issue, but it's more of a moral issue. Are you willing to go sell your soul in a way? Yeah. Are you willing to cross the line? Are you willing to go Joe Namath? <laughs> we'll bring Joe Namath into this for his classic sold his soul to the devil so he can win the Super Bowl. Right. Are you willing to sell your soul and sell your legacy down the drain just to prolong your career to make the extra money? Well, and the other part of that too is, you know, you have to look at it and say like, well, I mean, like you, you know, you know, other people are doing it, you know it. Yeah. And at the t- especially at the time when they, were, they weren't really testing for it and all this other stuff, like, okay, so like, am I going to sit here and be the idiot that doesn't do it right? and get surpassed by all these guys that on a level playing field, maybe I'm better than, well, Can to I hell with something? that. I'll tell you something that my mom always used to say to me, if all your friends jumped off a bridge, would you jump with them? <laughs> If I'm getting paid that much money, absolutely. <laughs> but that's, where, that's where I think where yeah. it comes down to is that you you look at it and it's, but it lays such a dark cloud. It's what the legacy has come over. You see a guy now and he's racking up home runs. There's, there's whispers. There's whispers. There's yeah. always going to be whispers because of guys like Bonds, McGuire, Canseco, Rafael Palmero. Look at Brady Anderson. Brady Anderson was a leadoff hitter, and he hit 51 home runs, and then he comes out and says, oh, I was taking steroids at this point. Well, of course you were. You were a leadoff hitter. <laughs> Look, leadoff hitter hits 51 home runs. I, I'm actually waiting for uh, for Mr. Tatis to, to throw the tweet out like, oh, and we got tested again like <laughs> because of the game he just had. But, you know, it's it's fun because – uh, like the steroid thing, like for a while it was, and and this kind of goes hand in hand with the sticky stuff that's going on right now. Like, you know, for the steroids for a while, it was kind of the world, like people knew, but no one talked about it until people started talking about it. Um, You, you can kind of like, there's no real, there's, there's no way to hide that though. Like when Barry Bonds goes from like a 40, 40 guy and just a natural stud to being this hulking behemoth, like he looked like abomination coming out of the lab and like, <laughs> Now he's standing on the plate, swinging a 32-48 bat and just hitting balls into the bay all day. Yeah. And like, uh, uh, listen, man, could you be a little more subtle about what you're doing? <laughs> well, that's, that's like with the, I, I don't, I think baseball has got to be one of probably the easiest sports to actually kind of cheat in, in a way. Well, so this comes to anything, you know, cork bats, Sticky substance on the ball, roughing the ball up with sandpaper. Uh, you know, steroids, you could get rid of the steroids. You can do the testing, but, you know, until a bat breaks, how do you know it's corked? Right. Uh, greatest example is you want to watch a classic explosion. Watch uh, George Brett run out of, the, out of the dugout against the Yankees because the pine tar was too high on his bat. Yeah. And they accused him of cheating on that one. I think baseball whatever you it's it's so tarnished and it's sad because that was my childhood sport was baseball right that was the first major sport in in north america right we all grew up on that's that that's america's pastime game right that's the that's the slice that that's what represents i think our what represented our country the most was the sport of baseball it was the most popular for i mean since its inception to probably the 50s or 60s maybe even in the 70s when the nfl started to really emerge but uh, baseball was that sport and, and it has it, it does have a very muddled uh, history that, you know, it comes to players 
players doing things to, you know, the Astros just got caught cheating a couple years ago and it was pretty, everybody wants to beam those players. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it, it's, it, it does have a muddled history, but I, I don't want to sit here and say that it's the only, it's the only one. I mean, there's so many sports with muddled histories, right? With, uh, yeah, boxing is, is obviously very muddled that, that pro wrestling stuff. I just know, I just know those m- matches are fixed. I just know that they are, uh, <laughs> you know, what, the, what? The, <laughs> oh shit. What? Uh, <laughs> Childhood uh, ruined I know. childhood ruined. You, you mean there's not actually a demon from hell fighting a dead guy in a cage this weekend? <laughs> my, my mom ruined that for me. Like when I was like, like six years old. Friendship over. <laughs> Friendship no, over. No, we can't lose any more hosts. Get back. Yeah. We can't afford to lose any more hosts. It just becomes a two-point conversation after. I know. <laughs> we we can't believe you did this to me. <laughs> but to get back on topic, though, I think when you think of cheating in sports, it's like a word association thing. You go right to baseball. The football. And then you don't really think about it too much. I wouldn't say football. Football, I don't think so. To me, I mean, I I know football is one of the major ones, but I think this the next one instantly to me is is boxing. Is pro boxing? It's I think it's baseball, boxing. I'm listen. Well, I'm thinking out of like the four majors. The four, okay, the four majors. Yes, probably football will be next. But I think overall of them, I think that I mean boxing. There's definitely like, you know, that I've watched. Over the past couple of years, it's become a joke to me. I've watched one too many thriller fights to, to know that, that, you know, it's 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 all bullshit. But, you know, um, but yeah, baseball is the number one. I think baseball is the number one you talk about because there's always something going on when it comes to football. Oh, it's Belichick pushing the rules again. Right. He's pushing the rules. He had spy gates. He had the deflate gate. I, I, th- I, I don't believe in deflate gate. I think that was just way. I think that was bullshit. Um but there's, there's been, uh, I mean, obviously the, the Patriots have been connected to a lot of things. Every team has kind of cheated in their own respective way, but oh, it's yeah. never to a, it's never to a massive level. Uh, like nothing has ever come to, I think, a massive level quite like these these random baseball ones that pop up every uh, every other couple of years. And it, it's it's truly unf- it really is unfortunate. I mean, Josh, you're you're you know you're a baseball coach. You played baseball. Uh, it's a huge aspect of your life. I mean, what what is that? Where does it leave you, like in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to baseball? So baseball is such an interesting chess match um, that it doesn't surprise me that, like, I mean, one of uh, shit major league came out in '89, maybe a little, maybe a couple years sooner, and one of the most famous lines from that are like, "Wait, wait what, what are you talking about? Crisco, yeah. Bardall, <laughs> Bagasil, like, any one of them, the, any any uh, yeah, any any one of them." Uh, you know, any one of them give you a couple extra inches on your uh, on your break and stuff. The umpires watch me close. I just rub a little Tabasco or a little jalapeno in my nose, get it running. You, you put snot on the ball. Yeah, man, I don't got a live arm like you anymore. I got to put anything on the ball I can to keep 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 my career going. Like <laughs> it, it, it was a thing that like everybody knows. Everybody knows that pitchers put stuff on the ball. Everybody knows that, that they did. They doctor the ball in some way, shape or form. The game was always how creative can you get? Like how, like the the chess match was don't get caught because it's only illegal if you get caught. Like, so if you can find a way to put something on your, on your person and make it look like I'm adjusting my Jersey real quick, or like, you know, I'm just giving my, you know, giving my throwing arm 
like in my sleeves rolled up and it looked like I'm actually putting something on me and you, you don't get caught. And then again, somebody came out and said every, like the, the reason the pitching is so good this year is everyone is doing it. And it's, I mean, you saw some of the bad, the bad ones, like a, like just a, a an incredibly dark blotch of skin on someone's neck or someone's forearm or something. And they're like, Hey man, what's that? He's like, Oh, it's, uh, you know, that's just sunscreen. And then they like, you see the umpire, like put his fingers on it and smell it. And it's like, just tosses the guy immediately because it's sunscreen and pine tar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I, I borrowed somebody else's sunscreen. I didn't know though. Well, who else is do who else is using sunscreen? Are you going to throw another teammate under the bus? Are you going to say like <laughs> our shortstops doing it? Like, what do you, what's the, what's the answer here? So I, I think of the fact that they got kind of got dumb about it. You know, like the, the artists behind it from back in the day were, are gone, you know? So now it's, it's, it's younger kids, it's younger dudes, and they're just not intelligent about the way they're trying to cheat, I guess. <laughs> but you know, it's, that stuff doesn't shock me. Like the, the steroid stuff, uh, it sucks, but it, it, you know, it was what it was. Like you can look back at it as a dark age of baseball. It also saved the game of baseball. Um, you know, and any, any edge you can get in the game of baseball, it, you'd be stupid not to take. Um, you know, and I, and I can speak from a coaching perspective too, and just say, Hey, uh, that kid's not supposed to be standing like that. When he pitches, I mentioned it to the umpire. The umpire's like, no, nah, is it really that big of a deal? Well, when that kid's carving me up in the fifth inning, well, now it is a big deal and I want you to change it. Cause it's going to throw him off. Right. Is that kind of shitty? Eh, a little bit, but it's me enforcing a rule that I chose to ignore for five innings. Like, <laughs> But and I'll tell you, I've I've done that, and that inning, all of a sudden, that kid just that little rhythm throw off, and he's not as fine tuned anymore, and we blow up for six runs. Like right, right. You know, any any little advantage you can get in a game like that is huge, and that's why I think the they put the envelope gets pushed more in the realm of cheating. You know, where you know if what other what other can you cheat on almost every play and not get caught? You're not cheating in hockey. That those are called penalties. Like you're not like aside from a, a, an illegal hook on your stick or a goalie wearing equipment that's too big. Wh what are you really doing there? Right, right. Yeah, hockey's pretty. I, I think it's relatively cheat proof. I, I mean, I ba basketball's basketball's kind of the same way. Aside from the nine step non travel, what do you that's or the flop or the yeah. flop? Flop you know, is such bullshit. <laughs> I I I think I think with baseball with the the fine tuning of the sport that it is and like and how much of a Every little thing matters. There's so much to watch that there's so much to miss. And with football, you're wearing so much equipment. I mean, holding on, there's holding on every single play. I, I'm, and yeah. I'm telling you that because I played offensive line. There's holding on every play. I do it. Like, and that's cheating. You're not allowed to do that. Right. But, you know, you only get caught once or twice a game. You're one of the best in the league. That's true. That, that is a good point. Do you think... Do you think, uh, you know, some of these extra advantages, do you think they make the game more fun? I mean, obviously, like we said, the steroid era was a, uh, you know, living through it, a very exciting time for baseball. It hit it on par, I think, with the NFL when it came to excitement, right? People watched, people would tune in just to watch Barry Bonds or McGuire hit, hit one out of the park. Um, there's other instances where cheating, you know, certain aspects of cheating has made uh, maybe the game a little bit more exciting. Do you, do you think it's, it, I mean, long-term, probably more harmful, but do you find more enjoyment? Uh, when you see the rules get pushed to that extent? I think it depends on the situation, you know, like the steroid area. Yeah. You know, off, nobody wants to watch a one, nothing ball game. 
No. Nobody nobody wants to watch a nine to three football game. Nobody wants to, to to watch a low scoring defensive basketball game if those even exist anymore. And nobody wants to watch a one nothing hockey game. So if the cheating increases offensive production and excitement, then yeah. If the cheating doesn't, and they're like, this is where the sticky stuff argument comes in, is like it's helping pitchers. You know, that you're aside from the occasional home run, you're not, you know, you're not really you're not really getting much out of it. Oh, what's this little note here? Oh, that's in, that is interesting. Okay, little little note there uh, from Andrew. Let's see. It's, let me read this off. So the Colts. So this is a more recent revelation. But former offensive lineman Tarek Glenn uh, noted that to his team that, or that his team used hearing aids to hear Peyton Manning control the line of scrimmage. Unorth- unauthorized communication devices are not allowed by the league. Uh, but this one will likely not result in punishment as it was all the way back in Manning's rookie season in 1998. That is so, an interesting one. So, and that, that brings up the question, should that revelation cost like to tarnish Peyton's career? I mean, it was unauthorized, right? All this stuff has to be cleared by the national football league. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I I would dare say so. I mean, if they stopped after his rookie season, maybe it was like a – but if, if it was a thing that happened all throughout his career – because, right, that's Peyton Manning's specialty, right? Peyton Manning is known for his quarterback cadence. Well, yeah, your quarterback cadence is going to be pretty good if you have an ear if, – if you guys – if you are all interconnected you yeah. know, with, 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 with communication, that's, that's going to help. Um, you know, if it was a one-and-done thing, eh. Because his rookie season wasn't all that good, and it obviously didn't help, anyways. But <laughs> uh, right, I think he still has the interception record. I think rookie interception record. Probably. I, I, I believe so. Yeah, I don't think it's ever going to be taken away. Uh, if it was just his rookie year, yeah, that's fine. I mean, leave it alone. But I think if he did it more often than not, I, I think it's got to be. I, I think it has to be looked at. And but I mean that that that's the impressive thing too is how did you go with an entire offensive line wearing a hearing aid that nobody saw? Right. I mean, especially back then, it's not like they were small. No, yeah, but you could cover him up by that earmuff, though. Right, but you're coming off the field to take your helmet off like, as a like as a as a big dude as a lineman. The first thing I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, but as you're going as you're going towards the sidelines, most of those refs are probably still staring at, still staring at the field. Right. They probably don't do. I don't know if they do. They probably don't do helmet checks, though, right? That's no, because each helmet now, anything with communication, that's the green sticker on the back. Uh, okay. That means it has the radio in it. So remember to, uh, you know, oh, it was outlawed. But when Paul Brown was trying out, trying to get the radio in the helmet to call him plays back in the fifties. It later was outlawed because it was just a horrible idea because up like Lee scans. Do you think if that would have the technology would have been there? Do you think it would have been rightfully outlawed or do you think it was just kind of like while Paul Brown did it and Burt Bell got rid of it because he hated Paul Brown for what he did to his Eagles? <laughs> <laughs> All times totally embarrassed him. Oh, yeah. They, they yeah. completely dead. Yeah, I, I, I think. I mean, if the w- thing with cheating, I guess I know understand pushing the rules, but I, th- I think it's 
it's better when it's balanced, right? You know, we have communication devices are now a, a that's, that's the big thing, right? Everybody has communication devices. So now it's kind of, it, it's fair. Coach, I, I've heard it. I went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and you can relay. Like I actually heard, you know, the, the, the sounds of a coach relaying a play call and how, and it's really cool, but every team can do that now. So that, that's kind of where it's at. I, I don't think, you know, when it comes to sports, there's a whole lot of room for ingenuity. Um, you're never going to get like a, an extra advantage because it's either going to be pulled back. It's either going to be pulled back or everybody's going to get to do it. Uh, but and I, I think that's, that's kind of where um, we're at today as a society viewing sports is that, you know, that, like, like, like you said, Paul Brown doing that in the fifties was like mind blowing, right? Mm-hmm. Coach quarterbacks used to have to run onto the side, either the coach trusted the quarterback on, the, you know, with play calling, which, you know, rarely happened. Or the player had to run over, just like in high school, the player had to run over to the coach, get the play call, and then go and uh, guard system and, and do it. So no guard system, the guard, you know, switching out the linemen and stuff. There, there's that too. There, but these are all things that take time. Uh, there, I don't think in professional sports there's ever going to be like this, this, you know, this unfair just advantage where, well, not unfair. But this, like, okay, pushing the boundaries, revolutionary concept that our team is doing, but not everybody else is doing. I don't think it'll ever get to that point. Like, I don't think it'll ever get to that point again. Here's another one. Okay. And this is from when the Bucs won the Super Bowl that Brad Johnson paid um, some guys $7,500 to scuff and break in 100 balls before they were used in the Super Bowl. Now, does pretty much. It's different, but on the same part as Deflategate. But do we look at it more because it's Tom Brady over Brad Johnson and like Tom Brady is, you know, successful? Yeah. And more talented than Brad Johnson was. I think that's another thing you got to look at. I think when a little guy cheats and he does it maybe once, it's not as bad as when the legend or the star cheats. Right. Well, yeah, because it, nobody cares if you cheat and you suck. Like if you, if you cheat and you're not good, like I don't care because you're really not good. Yeah. Like you, so 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 you have to cheat to still not be as good as me. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> little sorry, little guy. <laughs> Which I mean, that, that's that, that is an interesting point. You know, how many times have you know the the lesser knowns kind of attempted it, and you know, just kind of just things fell through, or they just didn't get the uh, you know didn't get, the, get like I look at like. You know, Drew Drew Brees legacy and in, in like Bounty Gate, right? And we did a what if on, on that Super Bowl, like in that whole season essentially. Yeah. Like what like what if you know if, if Drew Brees wins that Super Bowl, does Bounty Gate kind of come out and be a thing? You know what I mean? Or or does it just kind of fall to the wayside because they you know they didn't win the Super Bowl? I always think that's an interesting perspective as well that a lot of people uh you know, like to look into when it, when, when, when it comes to these sort of things is yeah, success. I think that there's a target on your back when you're successful. That's just how we are today. Right. I don't know why people hate successful people, but, um, but there's been so much clouded, you know, stuff, you know, just stuff and things happening in the world of sports that it's easy. It's, it's just, it makes it easier to put a target on those, you know, on those certain pieces. Uh, You know, I can't tell you how many times I've looked back and seen, you know, just heard stories and it's like, Oh, uh, really? You know, like, oh, this guy really here. I thought he's like this genuine, you know, this genuine dude. And, 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 you know, he played with honor and respect and something always, you know, there's always something that comes out and it's like, uh, you know, it, it makes you, it definitely makes you 
think twice about about rooting for some of these really really good players. When people, oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, who do you think the greatest wide receiver of all time is? I mean, it's pretty. Me, I Jerry Rice. Okay. So, do you feel any different about Jerry Rice saying that he used to spray stick them onto his gloves? A little bit. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely that's definitely an advantage. Uh, it it it's definitely an advantage. Um, you know that it, you know he's the all-time receiving yards leader, and yeah, it, it, yeah, I would say there's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of a clouded, I guess, thing, you know, aspect of it. I'm never gonna take away the fact that he's one of the hardest workers in in all of sports, no doubt. But I think hearing that that he sprayed stickum on his hands, yeah, it would. I think alter the way I think about him a little bit. Okay. So do you look at, well, I know you probably don't know. I'm not knocking you, but not know too much about Bolitnikov. Do you put a more of a knock on Bolitnikov because he was so saturated with it that he had to have a guy put gum in his mouth during games, even though it was legal at that point. With Stickum? He had yeah. Stickum? Oh. He would tape his forearms. He would tape his forearms and his hands, and then that way he could put stick them on his forearms and his hands. For me, it's the legality of it, right? It, it, it's for me, it's the it's the legality of it. If there are no rules against it, I I can understand it. That's been I think the basis of all of this stuff, right? Um, right, Stickham was pretty much not okay when Jerry Rice did his thing, no. right? It was not okay. So that that's that's reason for for criticism. When it's there's nothing in the rule book for doing something and you do it, I I feel like it's it's, you know, it can it, that can slide for me. You know, like I said, Belichick's made a career out of pushing the rule book, right? Pushing the rule book to its very boundaries, seeing what he can get out, um, and then somebody then Mike Vrabel did the 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 whole punt and run out the clock thing, which I thought was genius, and they they went to they went to ban it. It was hilarious, but. Uh, but yeah, if it's if it's in the rule book, you know, if there's loopholes in the rule book, whatever, go go about them, use them. But, uh, you know, rules. Yeah, I mean, it, it stinks that rules have to be so meticulous and, uh, you know, just just every little detail kind of analyzed. But, uh, yeah, I, I think if these these leagues that are not preparing themselves, you know, for these possibilities, for, uh, you know, an altered an altered version of their game or what they envision the game to be that it, it, it's, it's kind of on them. And yeah. So I, Blitnikoff, I don't fault Lester Hayes. Don't fault. He obviously stopped after, you know, it was put away and his, his career numbers went down and he hasn't been viewed at for the hall of fame. But I, yeah, I, I think I'm a big rule guy when it comes to sports. And I, I think if, if these guys are just doing what, what is in or what is not in the rule book, essentially uh, that they, they should not be held accountable for it. I got another one here too. This is more on the basketball side. It's not so much what they consider it tampering. We're in the NBA. You cannot mention if you're a player, coach, owner, anything associated with that organization, you cannot mention another player's name saying, uh, say we were, I'm on my own NBA team and then you guys are on another one and we want to make a super team. Oh, gee, I would really love to play with Matt and Jaws that would be considering tampering and like a cheating that I'm getting you to come over, even though you're still with that team. Do you consider that a little crazy? I think that's crazy. 
or do you think it because I always thought it was kind of crazy. I hate the idea of super teams. I hate, hate, hate the idea of super teams. It's why I have a hard time getting in basketball. Um, I only really watch for the playoff time, but we're starting to see the the era of the super team kind of falling apart, right? Brooklyn Nets just fell apart this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a silly one. That's a silly one. Josh, Josh, what do you think of that? I don't disagree with it. Like, <clears throat> you know, I mean, you look at the NFL, um, you know, you get guys that like they use Twitter, uh, you know, Julio Jones says he wants to be on the move and 900 players like, tweet at him like hey bro hit me up what's up like you know like stefan Diggs says he wants out of buffalo you don't think every player in the nfl is going to be like hey bro come to my team right like i know are they saying it publicly in the media no but and i'm the same way as you i hate i i don't even watch nba playoffs because of the nba super team like I, i don't like it i don't think you shouldn't have a team that two years ago would have been an all star lineup as your normal lineup every year that's just not okay to me. And that takes the fun away. Yeah. There's definitely not a whole lot. There's definitely no loyalty in the NBA. I know a lot of sports, it's tough, but NBA, there's not a lick of, of loyalty when it comes to players and teams, but yeah, there's, there's so many teams. I, I honestly, I don't even know if I can name you every single NBA team, but it's, it's literally where LeBron or some of these other top guys go and they try to amass these, these people and you know, these, these, these groups of people. And that that's, that's, and and that's what it is. So, but but I I don't think I think that's a silly thing. I mean NBA, they kind of they let themselves kind of get in that situation. But I don't think you can fault a player for for stating that. I, I don't think you could do that. It, yeah, I mean I I definitely want to play with the best players I can. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I'm going to use you know my my beloved my beloved Buffalo Bills, you know Sean McDermott. It's not about getting the best guys. It's about getting the right guys. And, you know, there's something to be said about these super teams that don't succeed. I mean, you know, when the when LeBron formed the original big three in Miami, you know, oh, we're not going to win one. We're not going to win two. We're not going to win three. We're not like we're going to win nine championships. Well, they win two. And it took them seven years to do it. (laughs) Like, right. Like, you know, so it's it's there's something to be said about, you know, team chemistry, team continuity. You know, and you, you amass a bunch of superstars there's not enough ball to go around sometimes and that causes problems. You know, guys, guys taking unwarranted shots because they think they're being, you know, overshadowed by the other two and, you know, guys not passing because like, well, I want to take the big shot this game. Uh, You know, there's something to be said about it. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. Andrew, do you have any other examples of like borderline, like just weird stuff, money cheating, salary cap cheating, uh, great one for the NBA. There's one for the NFL. You know, there's no salary cap in baseball, so we can't really touch on that. But the cheating the cap, uh, football, when there was a no cap year, a lot of teams front loaded the contract, contract, so that way yeah, you could good. you could pay a lot of them. And another great example of salary cap cheating in sports is goes to basketball and trying to create a team like a super team. Was there was a basketball player by the name of Joe Smith. He was looking to sign a big deal, about $80 million. And then all of a sudden he signs this one year, $1 million deal with the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is where basketball gets so weird than any other sport. And the way, and that's, they were like, why would he do this? So obviously there's an investigation. And they found out that there was an under the table deal with the Timberwolves and Joe Smith, that Joe Smith was going to sign 
three back-to-back one-year, $1 million deals so he could obtain his bird rights. And your bird rights in the NBA means that we can re-sign you and go over the salary cap because there's no hard cap. That's where you can get into these super teams and, you know, signing max contracts like three times and you're like, oh my goodness, but you still have to pay a luxury tax. So that's what they were going to do, but then they got caught and Joe Smith couldn't do that. Uh, so things like that, do you, I, I mean, that's, that's, I think where you get into a crazy thing where it's an organ, organization cheating, like yes. that's pretty yeah. much your whole organization. That's owner, GMs, uh, coaching even. Yeah, VP of operations, just trying to get that stuff going. So I don't know how you guys feel about salary cap violations and trying to work the cap. Another good one, the 94 49ers really worked it hard, and they got into trouble as well for that. I'll let you kick this one off, Jazz. Well, I mean, how about a modern example? The uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are eleven million dollars over the cap and playing for the Stanley Cup right now. Right. Yeah. Like, how does that make it, any sense? Right. I mean, how do how do you how do you tell how do you tell a team that played within the rules and is under the cap? Hey, sorry, you didn't quite make it as far this year, and they're watching a team that's over the cap play for the Cup. And like, to me, that's a problem. Like, if that's that's one of those ones to me, like, you know. It might you might think it's stupid, but a rule's a rule. Like you shouldn't be allowed to be over the cap and playing for the Stanley Cup. Uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't be over the cap and playing for you know the Super Bowl. You shouldn't be over the cap and you know there is no cap in baseball, but yeah, you, know, you shouldn't be able to do those things and then win championships while doing it. That's uh, just that's wrong. Yeah, it's a, it, it is, it's a black guy. It, it encourages this you know this for these further issues where I think you know like the major leagues, right? The, the MLB, NFL, NBA, you know, they, they put a, like a, a bandaid over like these, these massive potholes and they're like the, just their, their rules and logic. They never fix the problem fully. I think that's, that's always been the issue. They kind of let stuff go and it just creates worse problems, right? Yeah. Tampa Bay lightning, $11 million over the cap. You know what? I'm sure there's going to be a lot of teams going to be like, okay, the Stanley cup champions who are the representatives of this league got away with it. Let me, you know, let, let's see what we can do and get get away with. And it's just, it's a, it's like a pyramid effect, right? It just keeps building up and building up and building up or, or you know, bubbles, right? Everybody likes to talk housing market bubbles and eventually the bubbles got to burst. And you know, the bigger the bubble gets, the, the more likely it is to, 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 to blow, uh, blow up in everybody's face. So uh, it, it's, it's one of the, it, these leagues, I, they just, until there's like a huge PR nightmare, they just don't touch these things. That's that's the unfortunate thing. Social media, and unless there's a big social media blow up nowadays, which uh, which is probably the final aspect of all this that I wanted to, to ask you about, uh, they don't care. <laughs> that's the, that's the unfortunate thing, and they they end up creating their own problems. Yeah, I mean, and you know, like with the NHL, the NHL isn't popular enough for there to be a PR nightmare. You know, it's right. it, it's probably the least popular of the major four. Most of that is because they don't have a great TV deal. So you like there are people who just flat out can't watch hockey because there's just not hockey on. Right. Um, you know, and there's just not enough coverage out there for this to be a problem. Like imagine an NFL team being over the salary cap and having just won the NFC or the AFC championship. Oh, I know. 
Like right, the the Saints heading into this year were like seventy six mil over the cap. Yeah, and they and what did they what did they do? They found ways to be under the cap, right? Because you have to. It's not like a hey, we tried, but like we only got so close. Like, uh, hey man, if we get like the the, the only way we get under the cap, we won't have a quarterback. The, the, you know what the NFL says? Tough shit. Right. Like there's there's a pool of dudes that you can sign for league minimum on the cheap to afford. Right. Yeah. That's the way it is. That's that's the way it is. So I will give the NFL credit in that one. Um, but yeah, so let, let's let's close this this topic up. This is I mean, this is a very, very deep topic. Uh, like just the social media effect on cheating. Right. You know, there's we all know what social media is. It's it's, it's exhausting. Uh, it's this very just exhausting echo chamber where everybody kind of like once one person says it and it's like a snowball effect, everybody starts thinking this way. Uh, do you think that like social media has affected the perception of cheating in, in major league sports? Uh, you know, I, I think it plays an influence in how we think of certain athletes, you know, in, in what they do, uh, which, which is always an interesting case. Like, I feel like the gate got blown up out of proportion because social media, oh, All right? Yeah. It, it, a hundred percent did. There's been a lot of instances where that stuff gets up now, like, Houston at the Houston Astros thing. Yeah. Did they get the sign stealing that they did a couple years ago? Uh, not, not good, but it, it, you know, would they have cared if social media didn't, isn't, you know, the levels it's at today. I think it just amplifies it. I think people would care. That's a world series, right? That's the championship game. And you're going to do sign stealing with your Apple watches. That's, <laughs> that's, that's ungood. I, to me, that's that's more over the line than taking steroids. And that may sound crazy, but you are tampering with the championship game. Okay. You are tampering with, and baseball is this, I'm pretty sure Jaws will, you know, agree with this. Baseball is still this holy cathedral. Okay. Of a lot of unwritten rules and things of that nature. Game has I know, seen a lot of drastic changes over the last 20 years too. It's just an important but, thing. Yeah, but there are some still hardcore guys that you don't flip a bat, you don't do this, you don't. Oh, do this. Those guys go on the suck list because bat <laughs> flips are fun. Yeah, I gotta find my surface <laughs> shirt. I know. <laughs> Figured you would probably say that, but am, am I right though? Is baseball not considered this? It, 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 it is, and like it, it's one of those things that that's the interesting side of this. Like with the sticky stuff thing, stealing signs happens every game. The problem mm-hmm. is. They broke the rule of you like you like you're not allowed to use technology. And and that's actually a written rule. You know, if I'm leading off second base and your your catcher's not hiding the signs well enough or disguising the signs, you know, like I was talking to a kid that I coached. He's playing at uh, a D1 college right now, and he was telling us some of the stuff they do base running wise. And like they have a timing thing for um you know, for, for, for their lead off and trying to time a steal. And, you know, when they're leading off second, they're looking and they're trying to give the batter signs. And it's like, okay, like if I take my lead, like standing up and walking, it's a, a fastball. If I take my lead, like more down in a crouch and shuffling, it's an off speed pitch. Like, and I, those aren't what they actually do. Cause if somebody listens to this and they happen to put together who I'm talking to, I'm not trying to give anybody secrets away, right? but like, it's stuff like that. Like if I do X, this is, it, it means Y, if I do Z, it means a, like, it happens, but using technology to do so 
like, oh, we've got a dude in the stands, dead away center field that's zoomed in on the catcher's crotch. And like the guy next to him is like speed texting. So the batter like up oh, fastball. Yeah. Uh, that that's tough, man. That's yeah, that's that's a big no, 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 it's a huge no, no. Do you have I, the app? Have you seen the app? There's an app. There, yes, this uh, dude, you may have just changed my coaching career. There, <laughs> there is an app that you can get from the app store, and it's excuse me, it's pretty pretty accurate. It was created by a Na- former NASA engineer, this YouTuber called Mark Rober. His name is Mark Rober, and there's an actual app, and you could like put in the different signs that you see, and then you put out what the result was. So, and it goes through like an algorithm of saying, okay, you know, swipe across the chest and touch of the nose. You know, they're going to steal because every time he swipes his chest and touches his nose, mm-hmm. the guy steals. And you can actually pick up on this. So, there is an actual that you can use to That's steal. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. I like, I want to look this up now just for my own research. Like I would never, and I, and I need to be so clear about this. I would never do that because one of the biggest chess matches for me as a coach is knowing your tendencies, knowing like when you're going to hit and run when like, so like I, there's a coach that I coach against that I know in this situation, he's going to hit and run because he's expecting a low and away off-speed pitch that his kid can chop into the ground and like so guess what he's getting a high and tight fastball that if you don't swing i'm throwing your runner out because my catcher's got a great arm right like Mm -hmm. if you do swing and you punch through the hole that's good on you like that's that's part of the chess match i might lose that one but i'm not going to like oh shit he didn't put it on and that kid just hit a gap shot because he was looking for that inside heater damn it like i would never plug something into an, an ipad to get that answer though yeah. So that that's just yeah. What you're doing that that's that like you said it's a chess match. It's a, yes. that's one of the finer aspects of of coaching, and stuff that that's not cheating. But you are right. Technology using extra advantages in the middle of a game. Yeah. Not this isn't the little giants, right? This isn't not that they use it during the middle of the game, but that one nerdy kid with a computer figured out all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's it, it certainly it's it, <laughs> it's certainly not that. So. Uh, but I think we covered most of the bases. Is there anything you guys want to add before we uh, close up this month's show of uh, the Network Sports Talk? No, I think I, I think I got everything out. Just in case, I would have loved to hear uh, some of uh, Austin's perception on this thing. So he did bring it up. This was a continuation of our last, uh, our, our previous episode, and I think it felt. I think it connects pretty nice. Um, Andrew. You get uh, you get last choice. We, that's how we kind of mapped all of this out. Um, what uh, what are we going to be talking about in the month of well, geez, July? Um, pretty much it comes down to one simple question: Why do we dismiss the history in sports? Mm. Why do we dismiss dismiss the players that became that were there before the other players and other teams that laid the path? I love it. Yeah, it's it's a good one. It's a good one. You know, I've had conversations about it when it pertains to the NFL, and I'm sure doing a little bit of research, it hits every little uh, every little aspect of every major sport. Uh, Before we close up, let's uh, go around and plug our respective podcast. Josh, we'll start off with you. 
Well, I uh, I host Hats, Tats, and Stats with our buddy Austin, who couldn't be here today, and also uh, Taylor, Nick, and Ben. Uh, we kind of do a rotating host with myself and one of those guys. It's a Buffalo-centric sports podcast where it's all about bold claims, hot takes, Spicy probably takes. probably probably crappy opinions from time to time, and uh, you know the <laughs> we we put people on the suck list. We just have a lot of fun. It's not your uh, not your not your ordinary sports talk show that we just kind of muddle on about, you know day-to-day stuff it's you know a lot of a lot of like a lot of viewpoints from an actual athletic guys who played in college uh coached at high levels and you know given our opinions on that i also host tip of the cap which is the first and i believe still only uh prep baseball podcast in western new york uh, it's all about high school college and the amateur prep levels in the area and then me and my man rotten jack do common debauchery all of those release every week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, and then me and Austin are actually on the verge of, so once we figure out a name for it, we're going to be doing our own uh, movie podcast as well. We just got to figure good. out what, what we're going to call it. And that'll be on the BACBP radio network as well. Uh, and that's, we, and obviously I'm, you know, one of the, one of the regulars on the network sports talk show. So, all right, very good. Andrew, plug your shit. Wow. I didn't get it all nice. Gross. Sorry. I plug know. your stuff, bro. I am uh, the host of Let's Talk With No Politics Okay. It is a childhood meets adulthood pop culture nostalgia podcast that is always enjoyable and fun. Uh, Matt and I started uh, our own little sub-episodes. It started actually last month by accident, but it's going to keep on going on, where we associate video games. And I also do an end-of-the-month movie review. And also, I am the one of the co-hosts on the Two Point Conversation. Um, I think I just got to do the fantasy show, and I will do. I've been on every single topic yeah. that we've ever done for the Two Point Conversation. But yeah. my two main ones are what ifs, and also NFL history. So that kind of ties into my topic going into next month is why do we dismiss sports history? Perfect, perfect. I have a lot of shows. Uh, Two-point conversation, Colts fans in Bills land uh, are what bring, really bring me to the dance here. And uh, Section 6 WrestleCast, which is local high school wrestling coverage. Of course, all those available at BICBP-radio.com. But that is a wrap for us, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and coming back. Again, we apologize for missing last month, but we will do better, we promise. Talk to you next time right here on the Network Sports Talk Show. <laughs>